From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. Well, thanks for inviting me into your home, long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' basement, your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate, and your cabin in the woods. Welcome to all of you listening in to this uh, transmission somewhere down the line on one of our affiliate stations across North America from Alaska to Texas and Missouri to Montana. Uh, those of you who listen via the Conspiracy Show app, those of you who catch us on the uh, the podcast, uh, the YouTube live stream, of course. Uh, incidentally, no live stream tonight. So however and wherever you're listening and watching, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes, and I thank you for your fine company. Ian is off, my young rockabilly friend in Las Vegas, performing at a rockabilly festival, sharing the same stage, I'm told, with Jerry Lee Lewis. Not at the same time, but uh, perhaps they'll rub shoulders. And we have a Sebastian Hearn sitting behind the console tonight, this morning, twisting the knobs and dials. Both Robert and or Ryan, rather, Ryan and Albert, are off. So again, no live YouTube stream this week or next. The live YouTube stream returns in two weeks, but we will post the audio on the YouTube channel. And please take a moment and subscribe if you haven't already done so to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to 10,000. I think we're around 7,200. Uh, I also want to remind you about the podcasts. If you're a fan of rock and roll and dark mysteries, you'll want to check out my new podcast, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone. It's part of the Chris Jarrow Network on Westwood One. And you just Google it, The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone, and it'll come up. And uh, we have um, new episodes drop every Wednesday. And the next episode has to do with, this is a good one, uh, The Beach Boys and the Manson Family. That's all I'm going to tell you, The Beach Boys and the Manson Family. And also my other podcast, Conspiracy Episodes, drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And um, you can subscribe at conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. Conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com. We're going to uh, meet psychic Angela Thomas in uh, in just a very few moments. Angela is, she's really an evangelist for professionalism and standardization and integrity in the psychic services industry. And let's face it, there are a lot of psychics out there who are only in it for the money. So I wanted to share this, sort of as a lead-in to Angela, I wanted to share this CBC News story I found. Um, I guess this happened last year. As a, a 26-year-old, or a 26-year-long marriage was falling apart and no one to turn to for support, Monica started to look for someone to talk to. She decided to find a psychic and started searching online. Quote, one particular name just constantly kept popping up, and so I decided that, I, that it must be a sign and that this is the person I was supposed to speak with. And so I made an appointment and went, she said. At her first session, Monica had her poker face on, but she said the psychic broke her guard down by telling her about memories from her past. Quote, the thing she told me in my past, nobody knew. Abandonment, mental and physical abuse, getting married at a very young age and walking down the aisle thinking I'm making the biggest mistake of my life. Nobody, nobody knew that but me. I had never shared that with anybody, so how did she know that? The psychic said she would help solve Monica's problems. Monica just wanted a peaceful life for her and her daughter after divorcing her husband, so the psychic put a protection on her and told her the divorce paperwork would be filed without a problem. She was correct. 
despite the initial successes, there were red flags. Whereas Monica considered her interactions with the psychic a business relationship, she said the psychic tried to label it a friendship. Nonetheless, Monica found herself calling the psychic whenever something went wrong, and at times, the psychic called her when she said she sensed something was off in Monica's life. The two were in contact two or three times a week, ultimately to the tune of $60,000 over the course of almost two years. After a while, demands to pacify the negative energy started to pick up steam. When Monica's jewelry wouldn't cleanse to, to release the bad vibes, Monica said the psychic demanded she hand them over so she could dispose of them. They were worth $15,000. Monica justified her losses by telling herself she wasn't hurting anyone, and it was all panning out in terms of the psychic's correct predictions. Next, Monica said, came the demand for two $500 gift cards that the psychic used to buy clothes to do a ritual with in order to rid her of a curse. Then were the special candles. Monica refused to give the psychic $2,500 for each candle and instead simply gave her $1,000. The problem is with psychics, you give cash, there's no receipts, she said. The deal breaker came when Monica sold her house. She said the psychic asked for a sacrifice, and Monica assumed she meant a painting or a chair or something similar. She said, no, I want $100,000 from the sale of your home. This was when Monica realized she was being scammed. She put her foot down, cut her losses, and blocked the psychic's number. But that isn't the end of Monica's interest with psychics. She's seeing a new psychic, but says her friends keep her in check to make sure she doesn't fall down the rabbit hole again. That's a CBC story. Angela Thomas is a professional psychic and clairvoyant noted over her 20-plus year career for high accuracy and detail. She's a subject participant in an elite consciousness research study focusing on precognition and has gained an enviable reputation for her psychic work in private sessions for individuals, business leaders, and celebrities. Her work has also included crime victim location and recovery. And she is a vocal advocate for related causes. Her professional website is AngelaThomas.org. And as I say, an evangelist for professionalism and standardization, integrity in the psychic service industry through her co-ownership and collaboration on two groundbreaking websites that embody her ideals. She's co-founder of YourPsychicServicesBusiness.com which is a business journal with the goal of helping practitioners with information on what it takes to run their businesses professionally. And she's also the host of the show On the Fringe. She's appeared on George Norrie's television show Beyond Belief on the Gaia Network. Two of her featured appearances were Exposing Psychic Scams and Don't Fear the Tarot. She's also co-hosted a popular paranormal topics radio show called Portal, Paranormal Talk Radio on the Paranormal Radio Network, for two years. Angela Thomas, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Well, thank you very much, Richard. I'm doing well. So that account that I just read, that was a CBC News story. That must that kind of stuff just must drive you nuts. It does drive me nuts because, you know, one of the things is, you know, most people seek a psychic out because they have a big concern or a major problem in their life. And for someone to go through such a, you know, a turmoil, a divorce of all things, and then to be scammed by somebody, well, that somebody really isn't a psychic. They're just a criminal, uh, you know, pretending to be a psychic. And it infuriates me because, you know, one bad apple 
spoils the whole bunch. So, uh, you know, a lot of people have an impression that psychics are nothing more than scammers. They don't know anything, and, you know, they'll eventually get ripped off. But uh, that's not the case most of the time, you know. Uh, I say most of the time. There's a lot of uh, people claiming to be psychics, and they are scammers, but there are just as many people out there that are the real deal. Well, how do you separate the um, the wheat from the chaff, so to speak? If someone is looking for a psychic, how do they find mm-hmm. out, how do they determine, how do they research this? Well, you know, we have a powerful tool, you know, to go online. Uh, you know, you can try Google or any other uh, search engines or directories, but I would say to do your homework because most psychics out there that have a business uh, have been doing this for a long time and it's easy to find uh, comments about them whether that's testimonials or whether there's a lot of negative comments uh, about that psychic so I would just suggest that people uh, research whoever they're going to hire for that service and, you know, it, it, it's great because the person seeking the psychic can feel comfortable with their choice, their ultimate choice. And how does, in, in this case, where Monica, um, she trusted the psychic initially because she seemed to know things about her that nobody else could have known, that, that she was walking down the aisle thinking, I'm making the biggest mistake of my life. She knew about abandonment. She knew about abuse. Is this done with what they call the cold reading technique? How does that work? Well, I mean, I don't know if Monica saw this psychic in person. You know, for me, I rarely get to see people in person. So most of mine are done over the telephone or via Skype. So if in person, uh, there may have been a possibility, you know, to read someone's face or their body language to see if they are accepting or giving any uh, expression on their face that would indicate abuse or depression or whatever the case may be. So most people going down the aisle do feel like, ooh, this might be a mistake. <laughs> you know, but uh, anyway, I, I really don't know how uh, scammers do it unless they're just reading the face or reading the body language. Uh, I've read people in person. I don't do cold readings or read the body. I just say, listen, I'm the messenger. And I, you know, I even teach psychic development. So I tell my students, you must be willing to be wrong. So I don't care if the person I'm reading for um, is following along. You know, in other words, I'm not looking for them to stop me and tell me any information. Uh, I just actually, Richard, ask them if they will sit back and stay quiet and listen to the messages. They're free to record the, the session that they have with me. But um, I feel that... You know, it's very important for anybody to be able to record and to know the psychic. But, you know, some people, Richard, like to have psychics in person. And I think that that's important for them if that's what they need. But I want uh, your audience to know that if they ever do hire a psychic to the service, 
And if it's, you know, that psychic is all the way across the country or across the world, that most psychics have the ability to deliver the messages without somebody being in person. In other words, they are not working off of that person's physical energy like one psychic would have in front of a client doing a personal in-person reading. Right. That's way that that way they can read body language and certain facial cues and so forth. And that's how in some cases these psychics who aren't really psychics are So I hope are that's scammed. understandable. Absolutely. All right, Angela, stay uh, stay put. We'll come back and continue to uh, uh delve into uh your psychic abilities and um Maybe we'll open up the phone lines a little bit later in the hour. Stay with us. The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. If you're sure your phone isn't tapped, call now. 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4. 740. Welcome back. Psychic Angela Thomas is with us. AngelaThomas.org. AngelaThomas.org. So how does it work for you, Angela? Do you hear? Do you feel energy? Do you communicate with a spirit guide? How does it work for you? Well, I'm a psychic clairvoyant, and so I, you know, I have all of the clair gifts, uh, but I am highly clairaudient, so I do hear a lot of the messages that come to me that I would deliver, let's say, to you if I were reading for you. Um, I do get visions and, you know, a number of psychic impressions. Uh, and then there is an energy exchange, even though there's, you know, you're on one side of the uh, country and I'm on the other, or actually I'm in the U.S., you're in Canada, and so uh, that energy exchange is, still exists. It's just not uh, as physical if I were sitting in front of you. So when you say you hear voices, uh, yes. whose voices? Well, a, a number of things. Sometimes I'm hearing it from a spirit guide. Uh, sometimes I'm actually hearing someone's voice. That, you know, whether that's male or female, let's say if I were reading for you, I may hear a female voice and I may hear her telling you something, you know, in particular, which I relay the message to you, what the woman will be saying to you so that you recognize what woman I'm talking about, because sometimes I do not always get names. So if I can't say, listen, there's a woman, you know, I'll just say Mary Smith that will be speaking with you, I will say, well, uh, even if there was a lot, you know, even if I said Mary, there's a lot of Marys out there. But I would say to you, Richard, this is Mary who will be speaking to you about X, Y, Z. And that's the way that you will recognize the Mary I'm speaking about. Right. Now, would this be from the spirit world? This would be someone who's passed on, passed over? No, no. no. Uh, it's twofold. So with a spirit guide, a spirit guide would be, you know, in the other world, right, the spiritual realm. 
But if I'm hearing, let's say, going back to the example of Mary Smith, uh, then I'm literally hearing the living, breathing Mary Smith's voice in the very near future. Now, my own readings don't go beyond an 18-month time frame. And so if I said, Richard, between now and the next two months, there is a lady named Mary, and this is what she's communicating to you, uh, then you'll know who I'm talking about. So both the living and the spiritual realms is what I'm hearing. Interesting. All right. Tell me about this study, this elite consciousness research study that you're Mm -hmm. involved with. Well, I've been involved for about 10 years. It is run by uh, Dr. Vernon Neppe. And uh, Dr. Uh, Vernon Neppe is known all over the world. He's considered one of the greatest minds of the 21st century. He holds about nine, maybe ten degrees, um, half in science, half on the medical side. And so uh, I am one of the psychics that participate in the study of precognition. Precognition, by the way, is the ability to see into the future. And so uh, Dr. Nepi wants uh, the participants to give uh, their predictions, but in a scientific format. He's got a way that he wants us to follow. And so, you know, if let's say I gave a prediction and part of that prediction, um, you know, occurred, maybe I was wrong about the exact location or maybe I was wrong about the timing then he would not accept that whole prediction as a correct prediction. And so uh, he he manages the study, and then he uh, is releasing, you know, the results. And he's not releasing it every month, you know, like scientists. They have to study over a certain period of time. And so I do know that he plans to publish those results. And this would be published, presumably, in a, in a peer-reviewed journal? Yes. So, so you know, Dr. Neppe is, uh, he speaks a lot about uh, consciousness, the living consciousness. Not only your regular scientific topics. And, you know, Richard, one of the things that I feel like Neppe and, and many other scientists uh, out there that are Speaking of living consciousness and speaking of psychic abilities and and have the research that is showing what the results are, I think that these men and women have a difficult time because they have to satisfy their peers who may not believe in psychics, who may not believe in living consciousness, and at the same time, then they still want to talk about their findings and they still wish to work with other scientists on certain projects regarding psychics and, and otherworldly things. I remember talking uh, with Russell Targ, who headed the remote viewing program at the Stanford Research Institute. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he said that there is more evidence that psychic ability is real than there is evidence that aspirin can cure headaches. <laughs> And he is correct about that. And uh, I've spoken with uh, Dr. Targ, and 
uh, an incredible mind, uh, you know, a wonderful physicist, a retired physicist now, uh, but he is absolutely correct. Um, I've used uh, remote viewing that uh, TARG and and all of those that participated in the study and and part of Stargate, and I can tell you it works. <laughs> Which protocol do you use? Do you use coordinate remote viewing, or how do you work? I do. I use uh, coordinate uh, remote viewing, and I am also, which I am not, I wouldn't say is my best forte, uh, would be associative uh, remote viewing. How does that work? So I actually, I teach psychic development, and uh, I will teach uh, remote viewing, plus I have a couple of other, um, you know, matrices that I use. Uh, for remote viewing beyond uh, the Stargate one. Now, I, I've i always thought of myself as probably the least intuitive person I know. Now, I've taken part in a couple of remote viewing experiments on the air, nothing scientific, but I, I, got, mm-hmm. I think I got lucky once. And uh, a remote viewing friend of mine was maybe an hour away from here, a remote location, and he had an object on his desk, and I... Uh, it turned out to be a travel clock, uh, and uh, it was it was red with a white face. And I said something. I described something. I didn't come out and say a clock, but I said something. It's 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 uh, red with white, and I see some black lines and so forth on the white. You know, I didn't put two and two together, but um, that's about as close as I got. How do you? Well, t- I'd say that you did uh, very well, especially if you were live. And your mind was still, you know, having to be the host. Yes. And trying to experiment as well in remote viewing. So I would uh, highly suggest, Richard, that you give it a shot when you're not on air. (laughs) Well, how do you teach? I mean, he tries to instruct me. You know, the, the big thing is to get your to get your conscious mind out of the way, because I'm very analytical. Um, and that's the problem. So how do you teach someone to to develop their psychic abilities? Did we lose her? We lost the cell. Uh, but we'll try to get her back. Angela Thomas will come back, and maybe we can convince her to take some calls as well. We'll also talk about some of her predictions. She posts them on her website, angelathomas.org, and there's... Uh, quite a list here. Some of them are very precise, very specific. Maybe we'll uh, discuss some of those as well. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. You want the truth? You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Psychic, clairvoyant, Angela Thomas is with us. We'll uh, get back to that conversation in just a moment. Just some programming notes coming up next week, uh, which will be the Orthodox uh, Easter. Uh, we have uh, T. Krulos, who's written um, an interesting book that's del- delving into the subculture of real-life superheroes. You want to be uh, listening to the program next week. That's uh, first hour. T. Krulos and real-life superheroes. Uh, then Rosemary Ellen Guiley joins us in the, in the second half to talk about uh, the saints, incorrupt bodies and miracles and, and relics and so forth. The following week, Chris Stiles 
We'll uh, be here to talk about the uh, Shag Harbor UFO incident and uh, Stu Bundy as well. I believe Victor Vigiani will also join us and we'll talk about the uh, the uh, the upcoming uh, Alien Cosmic Expo, which will be here in town in June. And I'll be uh, moderating a panel uh, during that uh, conference as well. And then on the 22nd, uh, the return of David John Oates. We had him on a couple of weeks ago talking about reverse speech, and we promised that he would come back and do two hours. And he's analyzed uh, the speech of a number of people associated with the JFK assassination. So this should be very telling. That's coming up in three weeks. All right, Angela Thomas uh, is with us. And uh, we lost you there momentarily, but we've got you back. I wanted to ask you, I was asking you about remote viewing. And uh, how it is that you can teach people not only to develop remote viewing skills, but also just generally their psychic abilities. Well, as far as the remote viewing goes, you know, when we look at the program that uh, Dr. Targ was associated with, uh, I go through that that whole thing, right? I've, I've been familiar with that for a while. Uh, even Paul Smith has shared that method. Targ has shared that method, and so I've taken that method and taught other people how to do it. As far as psychic development goes, you know, I have uh, particular methods and certain techniques that are very simple, and those need to be practiced, so I will have those students in class practice those techniques, and from week to week to week, you can see uh, who has practiced and who has not. Uh, so everyone is psychic, and you've heard that probably a thousand times, Richard. But some are scribblers, and some are Picassos. And those Picassos are due to their practice and their uh, dedication to the actual work. And it is work. So it's not like, you know, people wake up one day and then suddenly, you know, they're this brilliant mind connecting to the other world and they're, you know, constantly 24-7 on. Uh, but it can be developed. Uh, and as long as you're practicing, uh, you know, one should see the result. Is it related to the pineal gland? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the pineal gland is actually uh, the third eye, and most people have heard of the third eye. And so... Uh, or those who are involved with chakras, that's the sixth chakra, the brow chakra. So yes, it's the pineal gland that gives us the ability to use that third eye. Now let me just say that many psychics are not literally seeing visions in the third eye. Some do, some don't. Uh, but I can say to you that a lot of psychics just get the impressions or the feelings or the sounds or whatever the case may be, and they give their information. Um, I will be teaching uh, Third Eye Training coming up actually this Thursday <laughs> in Missouri. So uh, I do offer Third Eye Training and telepathy, uh, precognition, retrocognition, which is great. That's the ability to see in the past. So lots of different subjects, but those are some of the people's favorites for me to teach them. There was a, a, a period in, in uh, the Earth's history, uh, you know, you go back to the, the, the time of, of the Bible, the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and there were prophets running around, 
what has changed? As someone once described to me the fact that the, the or they described it as our pineal glands have become calcified. Is that what's happened over time? We've become less psychic? Well, for many people it is that that pineal gland does become calcified or, you know, over the centuries the pineal gland has actually shrunk. So, uh, you know, I can't tell you I'm not a doctor or a scientist to know why that has occurred, but I'm going to say that many people um, no longer had to use it. If we think about why, we have the pineal gland. You know, many tribes, for example, would have someone within the tribe that would be able to forecast the weather or to see if their, uh, let's say, their crops or their cattle would survive. And so they relied upon, let's say, that seer or that shaman uh, or that leader, that tribal leader, to be able to provide information because back then it was absolutely necessary for one's survival, you know, for the tribe of people to survive. Um, but, you know, we just don't, uh, we, we rely on every other thing but ourselves these days. And so to have that insight for yourself or to feel compelled to use it when most of the time we're getting our information through 24-7 television, uh, I think that's one of the, the reasons why the pineal gland has shrunk. But, you know, again, I'm not an expert in that. You'd have to see what the scientists are saying. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fluoride in the water. Well, no, no. I mean, you know, maybe it's, a uh, you know, something that contributes to that. But you go back in history where they didn't have that in the water. <laughs> so as we've gone through the ages, that pineal gland has, like I said, gotten smaller and smaller. It's become atrophied uh, so, because we don't use it like a muscle, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. I want to talk to you about some of your uh, predictions. And I'm a big Van Morrison fan, Van the Man. And I'm sitting here right at the top of your predictions, which you've posted uh, at AngelaThomas.org. Uh, these were posted back in January of this year. You said, Van Morrison and John Cougar Mellencamp will experience a life threat. Can you elaborate on that at all? And how did that come to you? Well, one of the things as far as a life threat, you know, I, you know, it's exactly what I said it is. You know, that there is some sort of life threat or something life-threatening to both of these uh, wonderful uh, musicians. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say whether or not they will pass from this world, but certainly I can say that this is something that we will hear about in the news. So uh, the way that it came to me was I, I kept on, you know, again, I'm highly clear audience, but I kept on hearing that song, Into the Mystic, by Van Morrison. And I thought, hmm, why am I hearing that song? And so I focused a bit on Van, and this is what came up. And then some time had passed, and uh, I'm seeing visions of uh, John Cougar Mellencamp. And I thought, why am I, you know, getting this with John? So I focused on John, and boom, 
uh, very similar life threat uh, information came to me. All right, I want to talk to you about Rwanda. That's another one of your predictions and a re-emergence of uh, that horrible conflict there that left hundreds of thousands of uh, people dead. This yeah. battle between the, the um, Hutus and the Tutsis in Rwanda. We'll yeah. talk about that. And uh, we'll also take some calls. Uh, Sarah in Oakville is standing by. We'll get to that and more when The Conspiracy Show continues. Stay with us. Corporations, governments, and sometimes entire civilizations. What goes up must come down. And it lands on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Angela Thomas is with us. Psychic clairvoyant, one of the uh, predictions. This is horrible to even contemplate because, well, about 24 years ago, we had the uh, Rwandan genocide where the ruling Hutu majority there slaughtered somewhere between a half a million and a million of um, members of the Tutsi minority. And you see something re-emerging in Rwanda. That's correct, Richard. And again, you know, that could be any time from January when I made that prediction to 18 months beyond January 2018. It is a concern. I, you know, I certainly do recall the, uh, the horrible losses, uh, in Rwanda. And actually I was watching television one morning and saw, um, some reporter on the street uh, and some pretty nasty things occurred right behind him, which he wasn't aware of. And so I remember that very well. Uh, but I am concerned for Rwanda and that whole region. You know, I, I just feel it's very uh, uh, volatile, and I do feel like it's very explosive among the people. All right. Uh, Sarah is in Oakville, and she'd like to speak with you. Sarah, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Thank you. I have two questions. Uh, one, do you see me getting involved in a legal issue this year? And uh, is there any kind of message that you have for me that you think would be important for me to know? Well, hi, Sarah. Thank you very much for your question. And, Sarah, you know, I'm not an astrologer. I do not care about your year of birth. But what's your month and day of birth, please? August 10th. August 10th, I love that. Okay, so Sarah, uh, your question was regarding whether or not uh, you would get uh, involved in something legal this year. And I am going to say to you that I feel that as you're getting closer to uh, September, October of this year, that that's when I feel like things are starting to... Um, go more rapid towards a legal situation. Uh, so I would say between now and, let's say, June, July, there's really not a lot of uh, movement, whether that's on your part or somebody else's part. But I will say September, October um, begins what I feel like is more of a, a uh, momentum towards a legal situation. Um, I have to say to you, though, that on your birthday, officially, you'll actually be in a justice cycle. So it wouldn't surprise me to hear from you later to say from, you know, even into the following 2019 
that you're still not handling not only what is concerning you legally today, but also that there would be something else legal coming up. And that something else legal coming up can be just as minor as, uh, you know, assigning somebody, let's say, authority like a power of attorney or needing to get a stamp or a seal on a document. Uh, so I feel like, you know, Sarah, you're going to be getting things in order anyway, and you're going to be putting together your documents and evidence anyway. So I think it's just probably uh, a natural step for that secondary legal situation. All right. I wanted to move fairly quickly because we have a lot of people waiting. But, Sarah, thank you All for right, that. So it's been lovely uh, reading for you, and God bless you. Uh, let's say hi to Patricia in Markham. Oh, hello, Angela. Hello, Richard. Um, I was finding um, in the last like time lately, like everything with my health and finances have not been going very well, and I wondered if things would be changing or improving or getting worse in that same department. And my birthday is December twenty fifth. December twenty fifth. The twenty fifth. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. So one of the things that I can tell you is is that. I feel that there is going to be probably about a six-month period between now and the next six months where things are moving a little bit slower than usual or just slower than you prefer them to be. Um, But after the six-month mark, I can say to you that things do begin to pick up. Things are improving for you in not just one area of your life, but quite a few areas of your life. And by the way, I'm to tell you that you will not be going it alone. I feel like you've got a couple of females stepping in to maybe do a little bit of collaboration. Uh, but I feel like they're doing collaboration with you, not only for themselves to improve, but to honestly to help you out. So God bless you. Thank you very much for calling. Thank you, Patricia. Uh, let's say hi to Bill in Cambridge. I'm having a problem with uh, back pain and uh, pain in my uh, hips and legs and feet. Do you see getting some help for this in the coming 18 months or so? Okay. Well, thank you very much for your question. What's your month and day of birth, please? It'd be August the 23rd. August the 23rd. Okay. So one of the things is, is, you know, it doesn't take a psychic to tell you that you can, you know, give your medical professionals a call uh, to do that. But I can say that I feel like you um, are, you know, kind of putting one foot in the water instead of kind of jumping full force into what can be done for especially the back area. And so it might be just your natural inclination to say, listen, I'm going to do what I can And I don't want to do any sort of major thing. I am going to tell you, though, that I feel like whatever is west of you, uh, as far as medical professionals, clinics, uh, specialists, and things of that nature, I feel like between right now and probably June time frame uh, that you will go and visit, um, I'm going to call it a special place west of where you are, that will help to relieve your uh, your back and your joints and things of this nature. I can say that overall in the next 18 months, I don't feel like that is going to go away. You know, in other words, those problems will still exist. 
However, I do find that there's a significant improvement on that. So thank you very much for calling in tonight. All right, Bill. Good luck with that. Uh, Irene is in Mississauga. My birthday is November 1st, and I have quite a bit of uh, legal responsibilities, and I would like to know if I'm going to have any help or can I manage it. It is just too much for me. Okay. So one of the things, uh, and thank you very much for your question, uh, one of the things I can tell you is, uh, I've got good news and bad news. And the bad news would be that I don't see a lot of help coming in at this time. I am going to say, however, that once you reach the two-month mark from this this particular date, so April, May, June, uh, so between now and June, I need to say to you that I do feel like you are getting some relief on that side, that you're getting some sort of assistance. But I want to, to let you know that I don't feel uh, that, you know, somebody is going to come to your rescue and, and take all of the burden off. But by June, then you're going to see some, some bigger relief. And you're going to have what I'm going to call a professional, somebody with some sort of expertise and knowledge about this situation, aid you. So uh, good luck with that, and God bless you. All right, Irene, good luck with that. Now, how does that work with the dates? Does this involve numerology? You said you're not an astrologer, but why is the, the date of birth important? Well, the reason, it's twofold, Richard. Uh, my number one reason is, is so I can focus on that particular person uh, that's meant to be. And then secondly, I like to use the month and day of birth to... Um, match it to the major arcana of tarot. And so tarot, you know, being those cards that are very symbolic that people have used for years. And so that tells me um, how that individual um, makes his or her decisions, let's say financially or legally or romantically or whatever uh, the case may be. And so I know what kind of influences are coming their way. And so that's, uh, that's why I asked for the month and day of birth, just so I know what the influences are as well. Um, and normally in a private session, I would just tell this individual, this is your, your growth, your uh, prediction influence, and here, go look it up. You know, here, go look up this major arcana, so you can find out all kinds of information about it. But um, that's how I approach it. As far as the... Um, timing goes, I can say to you, I've been doing this a long time, precognition, you know, predictions, and so I will either hear a month or see a month in my mind or get a, uh, you know, like between now and three weeks or three months or whatever the case may be, and so that's how it works for me as far as timing goes. And sometimes I do get seasons, but because I am an 18-month uh, predictor. Um, sometimes, if I say it's you know next next spring or could be this spring, you you understand. So, right, right. Uh, that's why I give a a certain time frame. All right, Debbie's in Toronto. Debbie, go ahead. Angela, how are you? Very well. Hi. So, thank you so much for taking my call. Since 2010, my life's been major changes, and not all of them good. Do you ever see me with a spouse again? 
All right. And what's her month and day of birth for me, uh, please? December 27th. December 27th. I really love that birthday for you. Okay. So um, I am going to say, let's see, 15. I can say to you that between right now and the next 18 months, I really don't see you walking down that, you know, church aisle or getting married at this time. But I am going to say that you will have somebody special in your life. And so when I say somebody special in your life, that that would be that individual that, you know, you would um, see on a regular basis, as in see in the same place, uh, see in person. It wouldn't be you know, some sort of online uh, relationship going on. Um, but I can say between now and the next 18 months, I don't see any sort of weddings uh, occurring with you. So uh, things are looking up, though. So God bless you. All right, Debbie, good luck with that. And, um, well, we just got about a minute and a half here. Let me... My date is Jan 12th. I need to ask you. I, I have a, so many projects on the go, in particular two podcasts they just take up so much of my time. Are those going to fly? I can tell you that the uh, podcast certainly will. But I am going to say to you, uh, Richard, that you too are not going to go it alone. In fact, I find uh, not one but two others involved in those podcasts. And so when I say involved, that could be from a production point of view, or it can be somebody's marketing it for you or promoting it for you. But I don't see you trying to do everything yourself. In fact, I've got to tell you, your own career is taking off big time. Uh, And not to say that it's not big time right now, Richard, but I'm talking about bigger than what you anticipate. So I am going to say to you that between now and the next 12 months, this is where you'll find that your career skyrockets even more and that you are expanding even more in two different directions, too. So two different directions can be not only radio broadcasting, but also television broadcasting, and that's over and above podcasting. Excellent. Great to hear. Thank you for that. That made my night. AngelaThomas.org is the website. Angela, is there a phone number quickly you can give us? Yes, it's 636. 636- Four eight five four eight one four. All right, we'll post it on the website as well. Thank you again, That's Angela. Right. Thank you, Richard. Good night. Good night. My thanks to Sebastian, Albert, and uh, Ryan. They're not here, but thank you guys. Back next week with a brand new program. Good night.